Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I am looking forward to today's episode. We're talking about margin, and I want to know, do you have margin to rest, to create, to innovate, to plan, to pray? Do you have margin? Do you even know what margin is? That's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. So thanks for listening. Hey, I have a request. If you haven't yet, would you leave us a review on our podcasting website uh, or on app on what your favorite uh, listening device is, whether it's Apple or Google or whatever? Uh, would you leave us a review and let us know that you did that? We'd love to say thank you. We appreciate everyone who takes time to leave us a review or get, make a comment. And if you're not part of the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group, come join. Make sure you answer all the questions. We ask all leaders to ask uh, to answer the questions. We figure every leader should know how to follow direction. And so that's why we do that. And it helps us make sure our group is an active and, and one that's participating. But if you're not over there, come check us out. We've got some good topics and things we're going to be discussing over the next few weeks in the group. So make sure you're checking that out. So again, I ask you, do you have margin? I had a good friend of mine say this to me recently, where there's no margin, there will be no mission. If you don't have margin, then you're not going to accomplish the mission. So what is margin? Well, margin are those gaps in time, those, whether it's a few hours, whether it's a day, where you have to do things that you need to get done, where also where you're resting and you're refilling your buckets and taking care of yourself. If you don't have space, if you don't have the ability to plan margin in your schedule, then you're too busy and you're never going to accomplish your mission. Margin is vital for all of us to stay in ministry long. You need time to create and innovate, and dream, to plan, to pray, to rest. If you don't have the ability to do those things, you're too busy. And I know some people like to say, well, I can, I can multitask, and I don't need to have margin. I can do lots of different things. Well, it's been proven. Your brain does not multitask. Sure, you can change from one thing to the other, but your brain can only think of one thing at a time. There's some great research by Charles Duhigg about the, the, the habits that we make and what, how our brains function. So I got to ask, do you have that margin? And does your team have margin? Do your church families have margin? Most of us are struggling with that. Even post-pandemic, we're trying to figure out the new now and that new rhythm of life. And families are struggling. Leaders are struggling. Volunteers are struggling. So let's talk about it. And you know, I want to talk about our, our upcoming plans. A lot of us, we've just overcome uh, through the Easter season and all of the Easter events. And then we're like, okay, now what? 
Now we start really gearing up for the end of the school year. We start thinking about summertime ministries, and this creates a lot of overwhelm for children's pastors and leaders. We start to think about all of the things that come with this huge event that's going to happen one week out of the entire summer, or we might have church camp on top of that, or some other outreach or service opportunities. Overwhelm can, can totally blow up margin. So if, if you want to keep uh, overwhelm at bay, and if you want to, to have some margin, we do need to figure out some things. So as we're looking at summertime, here's a few questions you need to ask yourself and your teams. Why are we doing what we're planning to do? That is always the big question, right? We always start the KMC off with why. Why do we do this? Well, you need to know what's your big why in doing it. If it's outreach, are you reaching out? If you're doing a Bible school and you're not reaching unchurched people, you need to reassess the why. If it's you want to disciple church kids, well, then that's a good why. And are you doing it? Are you moving that needle forward? We need to know why. That needs to be our filter, as well as the big mission and the vision of the church. What is your senior leader set up for that mission and vision? Are you accomplishing that? And does what you're planning for the summer accomplish those things? If it's not, guess what? It's going to cut into your margin and you're not accomplishing the mission. You need to be thinking about these things and asking yourself the hard question. There's so many of us that are just doing it because we've always done it and it's what we do in the summertime. But is that the way it should be for the new now? now I'm not trying to stir up trouble and cause problems and I would love to discuss this more in the Facebook group even. Why do we do all of the things we do in the summer, especially if we're not seeing the the spiritual return of investment of time, talent, and treasure. Let me ask another question that I think is important as we think about this no margin, no mission, and how are we doing for this the upcoming planning? Is this project, program, thing, will it help us achieve our mission and vision and values? Will it move the needle forward? Will we see measurable results, measurable fruit from it? You know, I believe in stewardship. I believe we need to steward and invest our time and our talents and treasures in the right place. Sometimes I find that we are burying our treasure. We're trying to store it up because it's something we've always done. And we're too scared to break it and change it. I was that way in a one church that I served in because I was afraid that our vacation Bible school had become an idol. It was something we'd always done. We had people crawl out of the woodwork to serve and to do it, but because they had fond memories as a child of doing this program and we were worshiping a program, we weren't really reaching out and winning the gospel, taking the gospel to our community. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say here. But I think we have to ask, is what we're planning really, truly helping us reach the people that we're trying to reach? I also want to ask the question, is, is this program or, or really helping our families 
with their discipleship of their children and raising up their children to be followers of Christ? Is this helping them as a family to come together? Is this giving them margin or is this creating more stress for them to participate in? Some families will come just because we've planned something, even when they have something better they could do. And you say, hold it, Tom, coming to churches. I'm not saying not on Sunday. I'm saying all the extras that we plan sometimes overwhelm families because they have a sense of obligation and, and they don't want to disappoint the church leaders by not coming. And then sometimes we shame them for not coming publicly. Well, we have to be careful of that in our words and our, our posts on Facebook and social media, whether people come to our event or not. We need to know, are we celebrating families or not? Are we helping families grow spiritually? Are we helping parents encourage their children to take next steps of faith? Are we really partnering with them? I know we say parents are the primary faith givers, but parents are looking to the church for help and they want our help. They really do, but we don't need to overwhelm them. So how will this programming serve them? How will it create more margin for them to do what they need to do as spiritual leaders in their home? How will this really serve our community? Does it meet a need that our community has? Or what could we be doing that would meet a need that would be a better investment of time, talent, and treasure? Will this help create margin for our community or burden them? And last, what about our teams, our volunteers? Sometimes we don't realize that all these extra summer events really become too burdensome for our families and our ministry leaders. And it, it can burn them out as well because we're planning too much, too close together. Churches really do need to take a hard look at their calendars. We need to come together as, as ministries in the church and compare notes and make sure we're not overlapping things too much. And that leaders have gaps, families have gaps where there's not something that's obligating their time as well. So think about those kind of things as we filter. But also, here's another question that helps us with margin. Are there things that we need to just stop doing? There were lots of things we stopped doing during the pandemic, and yet now we've picked them back up. Why? Did we need to? Maybe there were some of the things that we simplified we need to just keep doing, even post-pandemic. Sometimes picking up the old thing isn't the right action. Sometimes it's better to let something go. I know some leaders are scared to let things die because they're afraid for negative kickback. But listen, a lot of times those people that kick back aren't the ones that want to help anyway. Trust, trust me on that. I had a leader one time come to me because we canceled the program and they were the only person in the entire church that came to me and said, oh, I can't believe you killed this program. This was such a valuable program. I said, really? Tell me how. How, how do you think it? Why do you think that? Help me understand. I wanted to understand why they felt this was so necessary to keep going. I listened. I heard their concerns. And then I brought out the facts. I had done my research. I had looked at the numbers. I would looked at what it cost us. I looked at how many people we gained from the, that ministry. How, how did we help? I looked at feedback. 
surveys that we had done that weren't very positive about the whole thing that they people felt like it was honestly a waste of time. <laughs> it wasn't done well. And so I shared that with this person and said, here, I got to, I got to share this with me. This is what I saw. This is how I evaluated the program. And this is why we said, we're going to stop. And guess what? We have a new thing that's going to come eventually. And it, and it's going to meet these needs that we've learned that we weren't meeting before. Wouldn't that be better use of our time, talent, and treasure? I also asked if they were willing to keep the old program going, if they would lead it. <laughs> and of course, the answer was no. But they wanted to let me know that they were not happy that we canceled it. I blessed them and encouraged them to consider getting involved in the new program that I thought would be much better and with based on the feedback and the planning would be better. But again, they refused to even get involved. Sometimes you just got to let it go. So again, asking ourselves, are there things that we need to kill off? Maybe we'll create more margin for us to do something even better. Here's a couple more questions that I think you could ask yourself as you're planning your summer and thinking about margin and mission. Am I scheduling downtime for myself and my team? Are you intentionally giving time off for your team? Are you giving yourself time off? Let me encourage you after any big event, after any major push, you need to plan some time off. For me, I planned my vacation Bible school. We ran an evening Bible school during the week from Sunday to Thursday because we had too many people that disappeared on the weekends. And Friday was always the worst day to wrap up. So we did it on Thursday. We started Sunday night and ran through Thursday. We saw an increase in attendance. We saw an increase in participation. We got volunteers who weren't available during the day to come out at night. We saw families coming together. It was fantastic. But Thursday night, as we wrapped it up, I'd tear down, clean up, turn in all my receipts, get all my reports done, stage everything for Sunday. And at 12.01 a.m., I was on vacation. I took eight days off, not seven, eight, sometimes nine. I planned intentionally to rest. I knew it would take me a day or two to unplug and to reset mentally and emotionally, um, physically. So I planned for that extra time because I wanted to give myself margin so I could come back and dive into our mission in a greater way. I scheduled my time off before I scheduled the week of outreach. It was on the calendar first. My family was planning on it. My family comes first before the mission of the church. Yes, I won't compromise that because they're part of my margin. They're part of what keeps me in ministry going. So are you scheduling that time? One of the best things I ever did was I gave my summer, my, my normal school year ministry team, my small group leaders, two months off in the summer. I know some of you are going, holy cow. Yeah, it was terrifying and it was hard. In fact, it was some of the hardest thing I ever had to do. But you know what? I had a couple of people who helped me recruit. We went after parents. We shoulder tapped. We signed them up just like they, we, they would get signed up at Little League uh, for selling candy bars. We literally walked around with clipboards saying, what week would you like to jump in? We changed our programming uh, so that we could accommodate them. We gave them some training. 
uh, both in person and by video. Uh, if you need to know more about it, reach out to me. I'm happy to tell you more about how we did it. But you know what? I was able to give my team two months off, eight Sundays, where they could just go attend church. They were not allowed in our children's area. All of my team, 75 volunteers got to take it off. And let me tell you, they were chomping at the bit to get back in to their small groups before we did our promotion Sunday in the fall. Here's another question and ways that you can create margin and mission. Can we shift what we do for that month to allow for more? Maybe you need to change your programming. That's how I was able to give my team the time off. We gave them that time by shifting our model, by changing up what we did for eight weeks on a Sunday morning. We didn't do a large small group time. It was a short, brief time so that parents only had to do minimal things where they could still build relationships. And honestly, I got small group leaders out of doing this. I'll just tell you that little, little hack. But I changed our model. We changed how we did Sunday mornings for eight weeks. And the kids loved it. Those that served loved it. I loved it because it gave me something fresh and new to create. It created margin for me. It allowed me to do some things different. So I was able to plan new things for the fall. In fact, we took some of the lessons we learned that worked well and incorporated them into the future because it continued to give us margin. It gave our leaders margin. So sometimes shifting our model can really be a game changer in so many ways. We'll leave that for another podcast though. Now, as we plan for the, the fall, we need to ask ourselves, how do we keep healthy margin in place? How do we run at a godly, sustainable pace? Maybe there's some things in our fall planning that could we could adjust from what we've learned in the summertime. Again, I learned a lot in those eight weeks that I was able to implement in the fall and keep us at a good pace of ministry. It was fantastic. And some of you are going, but I don't know if my senior leadership would go for this. I don't know if they would like, it would look, it's going to look like I'm trying to do less. Yeah, but you're doing less for greater impact. So here's what I would do. I would ask my senior leader to consider this as a test run. Let's see what we can learn by changing up some things. If it doesn't work, we've, we've failed forward. We haven't failed backwards. We've learned things not to do. But if it works, this could be something that transforms the entire church ministry. So if we ask with the right spirit and we don't make demands and we don't quote negative things, and this is why we're doing it because all the negatives, but we share the positives and ask for that opportunity to try it, to test run it. I have found most of my senior leaders that I've asked that of to always be affirming and encouraging and ready to go in with me. They even promoted it from the stage that we were doing some new things and how exciting it was in our children's ministry. And again, I even got a few volunteers just from that little plug. Normally, I don't encourage people to do stuff from the pulpit as an announcement, but you know what? Having your senior leader promote what you're doing to the rest of the group, man, does pay dividends when it's done like that. So what do you need to do to give yourself margin so that you can accomplish mission? Do you need to take a couple of days away 
to plan and to pray, to seek God out. Well, if you're sensing that, do it. If you need to take some rest before the summer kicks off, do it. Maybe you need to check out one of the Restoring Leaders retreats and take four days to just unplug from the world. We have some beautiful locations for some retreats. We're getting some more dates set up. Uh, so check out restoringleaders.org. You might need to take four days and just let go and watch God show up. Some of us need it more than we think. And if you don't think you need it, you probably do more than you think. So are you creating margin so you can accomplish mission? I hope this little podcast has been helpful for you today. I can't wait. We have got some fantastic guests coming up. Uh, I just had the opportunity to be attend the D6 conference down in Orlando. We're going to be doing an episode about that and talking about that, uh, as well as some guests, uh, some resource providers and different people that we met during D6 as well. We still have a list from Children's Pastors Conference from CPC 22 that we're going to be bringing on. Marie Cook from Nathaniel's Hope. Uh, we've got... Uh, Matt Markins from Awana coming up next month and, and some other leaders. We've got a brand new author named Chris Sasser who will be joining us uh, about his book on uh, that's called Bags. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, we just, yeah, we've got some great episodes coming, gang. So stay tuned for that. Uh, again, if you're not part of the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group, we encourage you to come join that group. If you're looking for restoration ideas, uh, you need some restoring in your life, some refocusing. Check out the Restoring Leaders Facebook group as well, where there's some live teaching there. Uh, we recently did a uh, three-day session on mindset and pace and boundaries. That's all for free over there. You just have to request to join to answer the questions there. So, hey, my friends, God bless you. Thanks for listening. I pray you find margin so you can accomplish the mission that God has for you. So stay tuned for another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills and ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.